All rise for the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers of Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to any first-time listeners. Now, if you are a first-time listener, brace yourself now. This is the Father's Rights Podcast where we talk about father's rights, parental alienation, as well as the effects of the $50 billion business known to us all as Family Court. Now, in Season 2, Season 3, and now Season 4 of Fathers of Family Court, we've been talking to fathers all across America. Um, and what we've come to find is that we're all treated like criminals as soon as we ask to see if we could be a part of our uh, children's lives. Now, the biggest problem here, obviously, is we shouldn't be fucking asking to see our children, the children that we are helped create equally, the children that uh, we have a God-given right to father. And so what I've been doing is talking to fathers and creating this space as an open space for them to come and talk about what the fuck they've been through uh, and the war they went through to be a father. Because, well, like it or not... Um, you can feel how the fuck you want to feel, but the truth is, there's a fucking war going on in front of uh, in, in front of judges right now, and there's a war on dads. And you know, you don't have to accept it, but the truth is, 21 dads a week kill themselves over child access issues. So what we're doing is creating this open canvas for dads to come talk about the shit. Now, today we have a unique opportunity. Um, because you get to hear me talk to a friend of mine. Um, and it's not too often I have my friends on this show. This is mo- uh, most folks turn to friends. But um, again, um, this is a person I actually know. Uh, a person that, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, this should be a different, uh, you know, a different interview. Um, still, obviously, we're going to talk about father's rights here. So if there's anyone out there that this topic affects, um, the right thing to do isn't to just listen to this conversation and, um, just fucking stash it. Don't be a little fucking weirdo. Take the fucking Take the podcast, take the links on the side there, and share it with somebody who you know for a fact needs to hear it. Do that, because there's a war on dads. Like I said, 21 dads a week are killing themselves. So if you know somebody who doesn't get to see their kid, and I don't give a fuck if they're in the streets, if they're fucking just go to work and they keep showing up to work every day and they're just going through the motions... It doesn't matter what you need to do if you know a dad who doesn't get to see his kid for whatever reason, because it's very common. Take this link and share it with him, man. Put it on your page. You can share it with anybody. It don't matter. What we what we mostly need is um, we need folks out there being proactive about the situation at hand. And so sharing seems like a very simple task that we could all fucking uh, get through now there's plenty of other things you can share too man there's so much father's rights content out there share something with them anything to get there get stick your hand out and get them out the mud that's all the hell we looking to do here um so yeah we're gonna get right back into it we talking to danny today um i'm pretty excited for everybody to get to hear what he has to say i'm excited for everybody to get to hear his energy um and uh his outlook on it and how he went about it um so yeah as i always say man listen to this interview with an open ears with an open heart an open mind open spirit uh try to learn whatever the hell you can cause that's what i'm gonna try to do um and enjoy 
So on today's episode of Fathers and Family Court, we have the honor of speaking to a friend of mine. Now, most dads on this podcast, I don't know personally, most dads on this podcast, I reach out to them on the internet, I find that they're hurting, and I ask them to speak. This particular father I know personally. This particular father, we've played football together. This particular father, I've competed against them. This particular father, uh, we've competed on the same team. I know his heart. I know his energy. I know what he brings when he comes to compete. Um, so I know this person. Um, I know one of his child's mother. This, this, we're, we're, we're speaking to Danny. Danny's 35 years old. Um, he's from where I'm from. Um, he has an, he has two children, both sons, uh, 114, 19 with two different mothers. Um, the unique part of this story is that one of his child's mothers, I actually, one of, uh, is, is the sisters of one of my teammates. Um, so it's, it's, it's really unique. We never have this opportunity, uh, to talk. Well, we do. We've talked to a couple dads that I've known personally, but it's very rare that we talk to a dad that I personally know. But anytime I get a dad on here, um, that I do personally know, I, I, I want to capture it. So without any further ado, how you doing today, Danny? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, man? God's been really good to me, and as I was saying, man, I'm really blessed that me and you have the opportunity to talk about this. Mostly when we got to see each other, we was talking about sports or how to win a game oh, yeah. or something like that. So it's dope that we have the opportunity to talk about a social injustice today. So, man, before we get into it, man, uh, we mentioned that um, that you're you are actually uh, 25% white, um, which we so we were just talking race a little bit. But what uh, did you did you have both your parents growing up at the home? You didn't? No, I I grew up in a single mother home, man. Okay. And that's important to note. The reason why it's important to note is because, man, dads in that situation already know what time it is. Man, you probably have been thinking about being a good dad from since forever. You know what I'm saying? You when I seen you at when I seen you and Will's playing football, you may have not even had a son at that present moment, but you were probably already thinking about being a dad, man. You were probably thinking about being a dad, bro, when you were 15, when you were 14, when you were just because you didn't have your dad around like that in the home waking up. For sure. So it goes to show, yeah. like, how hungry you probably were to be a damn good dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely, man. It's, uh, it's one of those things, like, and at the time when we were playing football together, uh, my youngest son was, I mean, my oldest boy was, uh, he, was a, he was a baby. You know what I mean? Around that time. Right. Most definitely, man, uh, like growing up with a single mom and not having a dad around, it it definitely, uh, and and like when you grow up like that, it's one of those things where, you know, you know exactly what you're not going to put your child through when you become a dad. You know what I mean? So that is, that was the motivation for me. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that when I, you know, became a father that, my kids never experienced what I did, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, being out of that. Nah, man, it speaks volumes, man. Um, and and then it kills the narrative, bro, because a lot of you know, there's a narrative out there that dudes just aren't shit. They don't want to be dads. All this, that, and the third. Not the case. A lot of times, these dads. That's why I ask right here, because it, it, right in the beginning of the podcast, you can see these these men want to be fathers. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason we should be going through this when. I talk to, I think you're like 105, bro. Every dad wants to be a dad. You know what I mean? Nobody in here has been like put, putting being a dad off. You know, we've had folks on here who were ex-dope fiends, might still be dope fiends now, but they're still like, shit, I want to be a part of my kid's life no matter what. Obviously, all dads aren't good. We know that. But, man, the point is we're just showing that there's a bunch of hungry dads out there. So, listen, man, let's get into this, bro. How did this uh whole, how did this whole, uh let's talk a little bit about your battle, man, in the beginning to be in your in your first son's life, man? Um, in the beginning, it was, uh, I mean, when I was young, 
Mm-hmm. Actually, when me and my oldest son's mom, when we got together, uh, we were young, and then we were young when we, you know, we split after pretty much she had, you know, our son. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understood that there was a lot of like unsolved issues between me and her. But you know, being young as we were, and, and trying to, you know, kind of navigate our way through life and trying to figure things out at that age, at nineteen, twenty years old, you know, what I'm saying it's tough. You know what I mean? So. Uh, uh, a lot of emotions and feelings getting came, you know, I think, came into play um, as to, you know, like what we went through in our relationship. And I know I think sometimes that it's hard for us to be able to differentiate the the the, the parent and the relationship aspect. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I always wanted to be in my son's life, mm-hmm. but I felt like at the time it was one of those things where her emotions and the way she felt about how our breakup happened. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of affected that, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and a lot of guys, I feel like you know, and like you said, there are a lot of trying fathers out there that are trying to be, you know, active, like you know, play active roles in their in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. Where you get some mothers that will kind of hold everything against that person, and then they won't let you see your kids, and then you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. then I finally got to a point where there was no, there was no. You know, there wasn't a conversation that could have been had that could have fixed it. Like, it was no longer like I could fix it or she could fix it. So then we got the court involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I honestly, I'm going to tell you this, man, it's the best decision. And I, I know a lot of guys run away and they're scared of, like, you know, I don't want to be put on child support. I don't want to be scared of the front of the court. Mm-hmm. It was the best decision I could have ever made, man. Mm-hmm. And I educated myself by going. And, you know, I know it's, it, it took time and money, but I'm going to tell you this, it was the best decision I could have ever made. And I, I, I would go back and do it again in a heartbeat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think that's what, you know, a lot of men need to understand is that as fathers, we have rights just like the mothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we fear the unknown. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's one of those things when you go and you actually go through it and you experience it and you put the time and the effort and you spend the money on father emotions going back and forth to court like it was worth it because I gained knowledge. Mm-hmm. And now... I'm on this podcast, bro, and I can I can put that knowledge and pass it on to another father who's scared and was once mm-hmm. me in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now, you know, I'm blessed to gone through with what I've gone through and gain the knowledge that I that I gained from it. Mm-hmm. So now I know my right as a parent. Right. You know what I mean? And like, and I, and I never would want to take you know any rights away. You know of a trying mother as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You touched on that earlier before, you know, you let me speak. Like, just like there's trying mothers, there's trying fathers. I don't believe in just taking, I mean, in my case, I can only speak for my case. You know, I never wanted to, I just wanted things to be fair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now, that's what's led me to get to this point in my life with my children's mothers and we have a great co-parenting relationship now. Mm-hmm. But, it's everything that, that happened that kind of led me to like now I have joint custody. Yep. You know what I mean? So So let's get into the beginning stages of this court uh of this court of this court of this court battle that cuz it's a fight. The reality is, is is that you had to walk into court and you had to ask for uh you had to ask for um to be in your kid's life. You had to ask the state. You feel me? The reality is these raw ro- these laws are wrote so that um if you if she did have a problem with your breakup it's easy for you to miss time with your kid. Now, was there any form of, was there any time or period of time where you uh, were 
parental alienated from your child and you didn't get to see him during the time before you went to court? Um, so going to court, I mean, it would, it would only be really like when me and her would have words and we would disagree on certain things and then we'd be like, okay, well, I'm not letting him come see you. And then like, so then that's what really led me to go and get the courts involved. When she wouldn't um, let him come see you type shit? Yeah, man. Like it was really, it was really like that. So, so I'm just like, I don't so oh, that's yeah. so that's called parental alienation. So like, basically, what that is, have you ever heard of that before? I haven't. It's actually the first time that I've heard that. Okay, so let me explain what this is, bro. This is parental alienation is when. So basically, I was alienated for nine hundred and fifty days. So this is when one parent pretty much takes the kids and they box out the other parent. They put the good Ben Wallace box out on his ass, and he can't. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing he could do. You don't get no rebounds. You ain't getting shit. You ain't cleaning up the glass. You ain't doing nothing. I'm holding on this whole paint with the kid, and you gonna get back. Just how Ben Wallace would do somebody, and. What happens is, you know, like, you know, a lot of these dads, they're, they're, a lot of these dads, their kids get stolen and the mom will just hold them. Like, for instance, my kids were stolen for 950 days. So over that 950 days, the other party wasn't telling them, oh, your dad wants to see you. I just fucking kidnapped you because, uh, because, or, oh, no, no. The other party was telling them I'm bad. The other party was having my kids call me and telling them to call me a deadbeat bitch and shit like that. That's alienation. You know what I'm saying? When you put the other parent no. against the other parent. While you kidnap the motherfucking kids You know what I'm saying Now uh, So that's pretty much alienation It's called parental alienation And 21 dads a week kill themselves Over child access issues And this is alienation You know what I mean Now alienation is extremely profitable And we'll get into that a little bit here um, So what, what I'm realizing is that there was time You were suffering from parental alienation from your first son, and that shit was just pissing you the fuck off. Um, So how how were you when when she would tell you when your son was supposed to come, you guys would get into a disagreement, and she would be like, you know what, Danny, fuck you, you're not seeing your kid. I don't care how great of a human being or great man you are, fuck you, you're not getting him this week. How how would you handle that? Like, what would you do to get through that week or that time without him? Um, that was probably some of the toughest times for me, man. You know what I mean? So, um, at the time, it was, I even got to the point where, you know, after, you know, contacting her, you know what I mean? Like, contacting her mom, you know, like, I want to see AJ, I want to see AJ, you know what I mean? Like, it would, it would, I I actually went through like a stage of like depression, bro. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like, it, it, it was really it, it, that and what's crazy is that man like I I never did like growing up man I played sports my entire life man. Right. you know I never tried, like the first time I ever had a drink bro I was 21 right you know what I mean right. so it was one of those things it was like that really led to me like I started to drink you know what I mean mm. and I, it was nothing like you know like alcoholism like nothing crazy like that but it was just it was one of those things where like I, that's what I used to cope yeah. You know what I mean? With not being able to see my kid. And, and I just, I, I finally just got to a point where I'm like, like I said earlier, that I couldn't, I couldn't, there was nothing, a conversation that could be had or nothing that could, that could, that could fix it at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just, I got to a point where I'm like, I have to do something. Yeah. I have to do something. But that's when I finally was like, you know what? I have to get the courts involved. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I and I'll, I'll say this, bro. Like it was the best decision. It was the scariest. Yeah. But it was the best decision that I ever made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? By by, like I said, going to the courts, filing motions, um, going for court hearings, like getting like parenting time. Like I I went, bro. I trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's worth it though. Yeah, it's no. definitely worth it. And I think that all dads should exercise their rights as parents, as fathers, and should educate themselves, bro. Don't be scared of the front of the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't be. Yeah. And you know, it's tough. It's tough because, man, as, as you know, the first time I ever heard of FOC, the first time I heard of, you know, obviously it stands for friend of the court. But the first time I heard another human being tell me that FOC, FOC stood for friend of the cunt. You know how old I was, bro? I was still I was still in elementary school, bro. I was in fifth, fifth grade, bro. And I remember we on the swings. Wow. I asked this kid, I say, what? Why would they ever call it that? You know, we on the swings, bro. I remember, you know, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he learned that because he obviously had found himself in the middle of a custody battle. But that was the first time I had ever heard. I'm like, whoa, I'm in fifth grade. So like, all right. So, and then two, well, we already know, uh, we, we talked about being different. We talked about. Uh, being multiracial, biracial, whatnot. A lot of the conversations my father was having when he did pop up was, hey, man, listen, your mom is white, dude. You need to understand, when you get out in the world, the police want you. They want to put a jersey number on you. And when you figure you only see your dad so much, and every time you see him, he tells you the police want you. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I already ain't have no trust. And it makes me wonder how many other... You know, especially folks from our culture just automatically don't trust the state immediately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't fucking trust the state because they're not really to be trusted, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. So, you go into court. Uh, now, right away, do you get 50-50 or, or do they give you every other weekends or what do they do? No. So, this is, so when I went to front of the court, they initially, this is what they gave me. And this is what I try to tell fathers. Like, the bare minimum. Okay, is one day a week for a couple hours, and every other weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. this is after this is after you 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 prove that you know you're a good father. You want to be, and this is like the bare minimum. So mm-hmm. it's a fight. That's what you said earlier. It's mm-hmm. a fight, bro. You know what I mean? I got my every other weekend, and I got my couple days, you know, out of the week. I mean, the one day out of the week for like two or three hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. And were you so, like when you first got that ruling? Were you fucking angry because you know you should be having your week? I mean, that's yeah, your seed. Yeah, no, bro, if Danny yeah, doesn't, I if, more time. yeah, that's I Danny's sperm time, in the flesh. For me, yeah, I wanted my time, wanted more time, but it was like, okay, is this the game that I have to? I did what I had to do. Yeah, to, to get more time. So, so this was the thing. So I went to front of the court. That's what they granted me. I said, okay. So eventually, we got to the point where. We were doing that, we were doing that, and she was, you know, going against the court order. You know what I mean? It would be, and, and, and when you're in court, they ask you, like, what days will work for you? What day, you know what I mean? What yeah. days during the week? So she would, it would go, you know, she would go against, like, the court order. So then eventually I would let it slide, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I try to work with her, but not even realizing that, like, this is a person that we have a court order for a reason. Because if you were a person that I could talk to at the time, we wouldn't have even had to go through there. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so eventually I got tired of that. No, this is what it's supposed to be because this is the court order. Uh-huh. So then I had to go back to court, okay? I got to go back to court, okay? Tell them, like, this is what's going on, okay? Yep. Tell them so basically then, that this motherfucker should be held in contempt because she's violating exactly, court orders. Yeah. Exactly. 
So mm-hmm. now they're looking at. So look, in this, every time I go to file a motion, bro, it's a hundred dollars. Uh-huh. That's not even including the money that I'm missing because I got to miss work. Yep. You know what I mean? And I filed it. Look, throughout my process of going to court, man, I filed tens of twenty like motions. You know what I mean? Right. So it's one of those things where it was like I went back to court. Okay. So we figure something else out, another schedule. And this is when I go to court and I tell them, okay, this is cool, but how long do I have to do this for? Right. My son's starting to, you know, my son has his own space at my house. Like, you know, he's at, he's wanting to, like, stay more. So what can we do going forward? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So they give me more time. They give me more time. Um, and then, okay, court order. So I got, like, every other weekend, and it was like, two days, you know what I mean, I was keeping them longer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, I would, it would be like, maybe i pick them up from school, you know what I mean, and keep them until dinner time, a couple of days out the week, so they gave me like an extra day or so, mm-hmm. so I rocked with that, I did that for probably like two months, so then she got to the point where she needed me to keep him more, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so now it's like, I'm not going to say we're building a relationship, but now I'm like in my child's life. You yep. know what I mean? So now yep. she's seeing like, maybe and in my mind, it was like, I was almost tricking myself to think that, okay, she's coming around. She's coming around. Like maybe, okay, we could have this co-parenting relationship where things could be normal. You know what I mean? Whatever we consider normal. Yep. So eventually we got to the point where it was like, okay, let's, let's go back to court and tell them that like I want 50-50 yep okay I want things to be fair we sat down we actually sat down and that actually that actually happened I mean we kind of like we went we kind of did the court order thing but like was doing like our own thing you know what I mean and that was going on for like three four months you know what I mean um and then it got to the point where we go down to the court we tell them like okay long joint custody all of this stuff, okay? Get joint custody. And it was just, it, it was it was one of those things where it was, it was cool, you know what I mean? But it, it was, it was still, it was still awkward, you know what I mean? Because like, I, like I said, I, I would notice certain things that like, I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if there's joint custody, yeah, and, and again, like we weren't even at a point where we could like, negotiate like it was still but I then I finally realized like what it was you know what I mean like she had like a boyfriend I know she was pregnant with twins like it was so it was different you know what I mean so right. now now it's not just me and her now now it's it's at a point where it's me her and her kids' father right. you know what I mean mm-hmm. things were going good but then she moved away she moved like two hours away three hours away wow you know what I mean so that really had a big effect on our, our, it would be like, I can't meet you here or I can't meet you. So it was like a big, you know, back and forth battle constantly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me having to like overcompensate for, you know, her not being able to show up. And it was, it was, it was a huge battle, man. Yeah, man. And that's, and that's, that's actually something, you know, and I want to actually don't lose where you are, man. Just. Please don't forget where you are. But I want to take a step back and I want to focus on this for a second. 
Because, you know, these meetings and these exchanges, like, y'all on cool terms and all, but these things do turn dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, I got an instance where a motherfucker talking about want to get me shot, all this other shit. Like, I'm moving regular because that's how I move. I ain't, and it ain't you know, the devil, I already know. The devil going to have to stay in hell. He ain't fucking with me. Ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I still respect that anything can shake any moment. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, did you see Chad Reed get shot on the porch trying to pick his son up in Texas back in November? I did it. Okay, there's a guy, he, he tried to pick his son up, I'll send you the clip, um, and, and basically the lady was supposed to... Are you to talking about the dude with the shotgun? There it is, it was, that was an AR-19, brother, but yeah. <laughs> you hear yeah, you hear how quiet was it was? You hear how quiet yeah. it was when he bust that motherfucker, he couldn't even hear it, it was like, doo, doo. that was something else, shotguns, bang, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Heck yeah, so he had, he had an AR-19, he came out hitting with but, but, uh, but, yeah, so you know what happened there, bro? The mom was the lady in the white shirt. Did you see her in the video, any? Yeah, and then there was somebody sitting in the truck. I think it was, like, the dude's wife. Or it something. was the dude's wife. Now, let me explain what was happening, what you were seeing. Now, the guy was supposed to pick his son up, bro, at fucking 6 o'clock, at, at uh, a, basically an hour prior, 3 o'clock or something from school. But she didn't let him go to school, and she was trying to tell him to come pick him up at... Uh, at six, like way hours later, um, and and his when his son was just at the girl's mom's house, so he sent the, the police to her baby mom house, and then went to her job in case her son was with her at her job. This is an hour later, mind you. He stayed thirty minutes away. Now this is relevant to you because your baby mom moved two hours away, and she'd be having you meeting in random places. Now obviously yeah. it was a different type of thing, but I'm just showing you how this shit get dangerous. So. The dude who shot him, bro, was was somebody having an affair with her on his wife. That dude, the dude who shot him had a wife. At that moment, he shot him. He had a wife. All right. His wife was a judge in the same county that motherfucking uh, had their custody battle. You feel me? So she, he shot this dude and they didn't check their phones. They didn't take their phones. They didn't take that guy's weapon. They were he was able to stand on the castle doctrine, which is pretty much like Texas's stand your ground law. But the problem is, like, you can't stand your ground while you're breaking a law. You see, like, if you broke into somebody's house and they pulled a gun on you, you couldn't shoot that man and claim self-defense. That wouldn't work. You in the middle of breaking the law. They was in the middle of breaking the law. They had it was keeping a kid away. You know what I'm saying? So. Anyways, bro, it just is, it was gruesome because you could see it was set up. It was planned. Like the mom didn't go to jail for breaking the court order. The, 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 she, she was out that night. She, you know what I'm saying? She got to keep her kid, never had to worry about him again. And so that's what I'm saying. Like how dangerous the shit get, man. Them shits get dangerous, man. That's why like it should be, there should be more structure to it, bro. For them to make so much money on this shit. But I was learning some shit last night. It really do get deeper, but. There should be some more structure to this kind of shit. When somebody is held in contempt, like in the beginning, when you were held, when late, when this lady was held in contempt, bro, why the fuck should you go have to pay another hundred dollars to file a motion to say somebody ain't do something? I'm already in your movie. You want me to pay another entry fee? I'm already in your movie. Just let me say what happened. Give me a direct source to say what happened, because this is a, this is a judge's order. Unless you're going to every time, unless every time you're going to order her to pay me back that hundred off rip, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So that whole time, man. Yeah, right. That whole time, man. Were you paying child support on on your on your on your son? How much? How I much was. a month did they want for me? Four hundred dollars a month. Four hundred for your son. Yeah. Okay. Now. 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 Mm. Okay, now, was she on state aid, bro? Did she have Medicaid, like a bridge card, anything like that? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, let's get the calculator out, man. Let's get the calculator out. Okay, man, let's talk for a second. Uh, all right, actually, you know what? You remember where you were telling your story? Yeah, yeah. All right, man, let's, uh, I'll let you just go ahead and keep telling the story, man. So, and I'm going to tell you about that child support in a minute, all right? But let's go ahead. I got you. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, she ended up moving away. And, and actually, I, I go back. Like, at this time, like, there was no um, there was no court order for, like, joint custody. It was one of those things, like I said, like, we had the court order. Yeah. Like I said, I had my every other weekend, and then I had, like, a couple extra days or whatever. But after she moved away, um, and, like, the whole, I would keep her more, but it was, like, never, like, on the records. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is why, like, I found out, like, she was pregnant, you know? with her her other uh, kids and then like she moved away but like this is when like I really realized like like it's a problem you know what I mean and, like now I, I know I have to go back to the courts and fight you know what I mean because now it's like still she's going back you know what I mean and and, and, and not like she would go back to this point where like she wouldn't even let me like come get him you know what I mean? Wow. Almost like she would lie about times and lie. You know what I mean? While wow, you had a court order? Yes, man. Yeah, yes. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Yes, I understand. Man. And then, and then, I want everyone to understand. Okay. All right. First of all, I want people to understand. I'm do this podcast, but I still have people that I know personally, just like Danny, who I have to get. I have. We're so much more talking for us to do. So. All right, now, so Danny is saying right now that he's motherfucking frustrated, right? Because this lady ain't letting him see his son whenever the fuck she feel like it, even though it's a court order in place. Now, Danny would never feel brave enough to say, fuck the court order, and I'm going to just do what I want. I'm going to just keep him for three months. Fuck the court order, man. He could never do that. In fact... He's mentioned he's told other folks not to be scared. That was one of the statements he made. Because he knows folks are scared of these fucking, of the system. That they know is crooked and weird. They just don't know what they doing. Exactly. But we're going to get into that. So, alright man. So she's, so, 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 so she, so she keeps your son when the fuck she feels like it. And nothing happens when you file your contempts is what your sound, what it sound like. Pretty much. What is the judge saying, bro? What they saying to her? Just do what he's saying and that's it? No punishment? So... So, but this was the thing, like, it would, it, it, it took me, it took it, it took for it to happen more than, more than twice, more than three, pretty me, like, okay, I gotta go back to the court. Right. You know what I mean? So now, so now, you know, when I was keeping him in those times for her, more than, you know what I mean, what the court order was. Yep. I would document everything. Right. You know what I mean? So like dates, like this is what you know what I mean? I got a picture, like I had him on this day from this like I would I would start, you know, being very like conscious of like I have to do this in like form yep. almost like a a case of my own to have yeah. to be able to present to the judge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now was you pro se cool. or did you have a lawyer? 
No, I was by myself. Oh yeah, you I was pro side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I went in there, when I went in there and I and I presented everything, you know, and what was going on, and, and, and it's not. It was one of those things where it was like I knew I had to. I was all while I was complaining about it. Like I to her, like I said, I was building a case. I'm like, like I, had, I knew I had to do all this. Yeah. Before I went to the course, I couldn't go in there with nothing, with just my word. This is what she's doing because she could easily go in there and lie, and you know what I mean. So once I did that, now she's standing in front of a judge, and she has no no choice but to you know tell the truth. And I then court order, I get granted fifty fifty custody. You get granted fifty fifty. Yes. Because uh, after you had kept telling these motherfuckers she was not showing up and doing her thing? Yeah. Okay. Then it's almost like she had everything against her. You know what I mean? Like, And I had all the proof that I needed to be able to tell the, the courts, this is what's been going on. I've been helping her. I've been doing all of this, mm-hmm. you know, going above and beyond, which as a father, I would do that anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I get granted 50-50 customers. Okay. Yeah, but here's the crazy part, Danny. Okay? Here's the super crazy part. Now, I believe, based off of just our interactions in competition, because it's not like me and you never hung out and did no other shit that didn't involve football. So I only see you in one zone. But I can understand that that's a passion, something you love doing. So it's a perfect zone for me to see you in. Now, I want my listeners to understand, because what me and him understand about well, what each other, how each other, how we move, we already know, but our listeners don't understand. When Danny touches the ball, he is getting ready to scoop. He's about to scoop. He's gonna scoop, and if you can't fuck come, if you ain't coming, he gonna give you. You you gonna have to wrestle a little bit to get him down if you ain't coming. So, I just want people to understand this is a zone I see him in when when when. So I understand full throttle. Now I think he cares about his son more than he cares about football. So I know he attacks being a dad and he he's a dad in this same in this same way. You know what I mean? Um listen, so all you've been doing is being a great dad and trying to be a great dad, right? And um you shouldn't have had to put up hundreds of dollars to file no motion. You shouldn't have had to go in here, you shouldn't have had to miss no time. You shouldn't have had to have no week, no two weeks. Without seeing your kid. You shouldn't have had those petty ass schedule they gave you. It should have been a merciful schedule at the beginning because you were a standout dad. And nothing on your record had ever said otherwise. That you was capable of... Nothing on your record nowhere along the line said that you wasn't capable of being an elite father. You had nothing that said you couldn't be. Nothing. You didn't even drink at the time. So I'm saying that's what don't make sense to me. But I'm going to tell you why they doing this. So we have to fight. There has to be a fight. This fight that we are putting up is profitable. Do you know how much family court makes a year, bro? It's probably scary. 50 billion. 50 billion, bro. The NFL only does 10 billion, Danny. These folks bringing in 50 billion dollars a year, bro. And I do mean it. 50 billion dollars a year. And you know why? Because, bro, nobody knows what Title IV is. Title 4, Section D. Okay, now what does Title 4, Section D 
This is the most important part of our conversation, man. And I do mean it. All right. Now, listen. This is just like this is this is the cheat code. I'm telling you what they what they do. This is them incentivizing states to put people on child support and the middleman, which in our in our situation would be FOC. They get paid 66 cents per dollar that a dad pays in child support. Now, don't mistake this for coming out of the money he puts into the machine. If you have to pay 400, right? So, uh if you have to pay 400 uh hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just looking at this because I wanted to see I wanted to I wanted to do a calculation real fast. I said I was going to hit the calculator. So, for every one of those dollars that state get back 66 cents. Now, if she's on state aid, they're paying up to $5 per dollar. It's free funding. It doesn't come. You put the 400 in, the 400 goes in the machine, it comes out the machine, it goes to her. 400 flat. But nobody understands, bro, that they were paid $2,000 in free federal funding. You feel me? Out the top of the machine spits out two bands every time you put in 400. No one knows it's happening. And guess what, Danny? This is called... Title IV, Section D of the Social Security Act. This is on our Constitution and nobody knows about it. Bro, you could spend the next two months. I've been spending the last year asking. Nobody knows. You could spend the next two months asking folks if they've heard of Title IV, Section D. The percentage will be under 5%. I'm telling you, you, you're not going to find nobody. Ask your smartest of people. Nobody knows about this shit. That's why they are making buku cheese. It's ugly, man. It's ugly. $50 billion, bro. And this is because they got to make us fight. There has to be a fight. There has to be a fight. If the, the we got 50 states here, right? And only two in yeah. only two of these fucking states out of the 50 have presumptive equal shared parenting. That's Arkansas that just did that, just did that in 2020 or 2019 and Kentucky, which also just recently did that. The, all these other states, bro, it's legal for you to have a baby with somebody, be doing everything right, bro. You know how many crazy stories I heard on this podcast? A dude is married to a lady for years. He's treating her right. She takes him to dinner, tells her she's gay, and she moves in with a chick that night and takes her kids with her. Like, like, like he did something. You feel me? I've had dads who got sick, went to the hospital, come home, and the lady stripped the whole crib, door off the hinges and everything, took everything, left literally nothing. And he gone, I don't got his kid no more. They're gone in the wind. You feel me? I've had dads on here, bro, spent the whole time their kids was alive trying to figure out where their kids was. And then when they finally catch up to their kid, only because the lady gets arrested with the kid trying to kidnap some other kid, really kidnap some other kid. But I've heard some crazy stories, but none of these stories would even be remotely even close to being possible if one thing we was given equal fucking rights. Why the fuck is we fighting for what we created, bro? I created this life. The state wasn't there. This shit that was put on in our laws in 1975, this shit was, the whoever signed that shit, that shit was not, they wasn't around when this child was created. They had shit to do with it. So how do the state just get to be like, ooh, broken family, it's ours. We got all the say. How, motherfucker, how? How? The only way this shit, the reason why is because, that's why, man, I got all this friend of the court paperwork in this 
in this drawer right here. I'm talking about this the biggest drawer on the computer desk. It's a super thick file. And nowhere in these paperwork do it say parental alienation. You know why? Because they want motherfucking somebody to steal somebody else's kid. So they got to march the fuck in there. And then when they do march in there, they want them to be behind. They want them to already like, look. If she steals him for two weeks, if they were together the whole time, she steals him for two weeks. The first two weeks, he's depressed, right? The second two weeks, it's breached a month. First month he's ever spent without his kid. Now he wants to go to the court or whatever, or however the case. If there's enough time in between where he finally gets off his, get out the mud, because first he falls face flat. It might take him a minute to find her. It might take him a minute to figure out the process and what to do, because it could be sudden. I mean, they don't teach us about this shit. It's just crazy, man. By the time he get in there, they already like, oh, you're, you're, you're out of their life. Now we have to give you one day a week and we're going to stick with that for a year. You feel me? That shit. Right. And then it's beneficial. Now, 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 why is it they want moms to be able to steal kids? I can tell you what's up in our state. Uh, why is it that, okay, you said you pay $400 a month in child support, right? For your son, you had to. When you were an elite dad, right? So... Something I'm doing in season two is I'm asking guests. Now, you know, I just, I was awarded a soul, uh, soul physical custody of my, uh, two children. And, and, uh, and what I want you to do, what I want you to do is guess how much my judge and my children, mind you, mind you, mind you, my children have been with me, bro, full time since April 2nd of this year of 21. And because they came home with a black eye and I had been everybody and you know what I'm saying? And before they had been, before they came home, before my daughter came home with a black eye, she said her mom hit her in the, in the face because she broke a phone, right? That's what she said. That's what she told CBS, what she told everybody. You feel me? It, before she did that and I broke my court order, I put my fucking freedom on the line. Cause you know I was here spooked until I had court. You know every time I was waiting for the police, you know it. Because I don't trust no state. But listen, but listen, but listen. Before they, before she got the black eye, Danny, and I know my listeners know, but Danny, me and him having a real convo here. So I'm keeping it a real convo because this is really my friend. I, I, I'm really, I, this, this somebody, I see him in public. I'm stopping, I'm dapping him up. I'm giving him a hug in COVID. You know what I mean? This, this is a yeah, real friend of mine here. Yeah, I, this is, this is, so listen, bro, listen. So look, the week before that, the month before that, the whole month of February, right? My kids came home, bro, fucked up. Like, they both had marks on their faces. They said, bad grandma did it, which is a dope fiend who get left with my, who was getting left with my kids. This lady, a PCP fiend and a known drunk who lost her kids. And, and, and these folks was leaving my kids with this bitch. You feel me? So I'm like, so, so, so my kids stay with me that month, but it's because that's bad CPS. Now, all this in mind, I'm just telling you what, what a shit show, what a rolling dumpster fire this shit has been. Right now, look. Now they ordered her to pay child support. Right, yeah, hey, <laughs> the other day. I'm all about it. Hey, the other day, bro. My story is long. Bro. No, we finna keep chopping it. We got <laughs> like, time. We finna keep chopping long, it. But this is what bro, I want to ask down, you: How much do you think they asked this lady to pay? Oh, wasn't four hundred dollars a month? Ah, see, you already know. What's your guess, bro? For two kids, bro, how much you think they asked her to pay? I say two hundred. Damn, that's a good ass guess. One forty nine ninety. Man, 
swear. You know what happened? The the Michigan calculator said she was supposed to play 427. And my judge said, you know what? I'm going to give you a fit, a, a, a 65% discount because, uh, you know, she hit her with the TJ Maxx sticker, bro. Boom. Wow. Yellow tag. Rollback prices. Bam. Hit her ass. Didn't ask me about it, though. I'm the one with the two kids. She like, well, I can't leave her with $58 a month. But I done heard plenty of dads on here left with less than $58 a month. So I don't give a fuck about that. I say, man. Yeah. So so I said all that to say this, Danny, because this is this is we podcasting at the same time we having a real convo and I need this shit to really make sense. You smart, so I know shit finna hit. Here we go. They don't want her to pay child support because if she don't pay it, bro, at $150, it's gonna take her forever. To be in arrears enough to be a felon. Now, if you hit a motherfucking do- a dad with a thousand over a thousand a month, and then he can't pay it, right? Then how long is it really going to take for him to hit thirty thousand and he a felon, right? Okay. Now, why in the fuck would would it matter? Because in Michigan we got thirty two prisons, dog. Only one of those is a boot camp. The other one of those is for women. So out of forty thousand beds. 1100 beds is for women, bro. Now, me and you got the exact same news cycle, bro. We cut on channel two and we see four female felons within two days. So, if that's the number we seeing when we cut on channel two, right, then how in the fuck do you only need 1100 beds? That don't make no sense to me there. That damn it, it don't make sense. 1100, Danny, we got 1100, we got 1100 women felons in one city over here where we at. Bro, it's, bro, that's 1100, bro. 1100. So, what I'm saying is, there's no money. There's no money in holding moms accountable type shit. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, that's, that's how we, uh, that's pretty much the MO. They want us fighting. So, with that being said, man, what, what happens next, bro? I want to get more into this a little bit. But, but we, I really wanted you to know what the fuck's going on with this shit. It's, it's yeah, it's a scheduled hey, fight. I appreciate it, man. You drop you dropping jewels, man. No, this is the real so thing, bro. Yeah, it is. It is. But this is but the, the bigger the bigger picture of it of this podcast me being on it. Like I said, I appreciate, you know, us taking this time to be able to sit down and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now this is information and I can pass on to other fathers, man. That's you the know idea, what I mean? Like, man. That's the idea. That's the point of it. That's yeah. the idea. I, I do it anyways. I do it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do it anyway. Dog, I know you do, bro, because that's the kind of teammate you are. You're not finna have people coming to the huddle moving wrong. You're gonna tell them, hey, look, look, hey, look, I know I'm a running back right now, but you're a slot receiver, and on the screen, I'm gonna need you to block at least a little bit. Hold it up, shit, I'm here. Or you're gonna tell a fucking lineman, look, man, shit, chip down, man, for you, for you pull. You, you supposed to chip and then pull. Don't just pull, help you. That don't you ain't nothing wrong with that. You just coming back to the huddle because that's the kind of teammate you are. You know what I mean? Shit, bro. And I'ma tell you, man. This shit is a. Uh, this shit is. It's important that we had this conversation. It's important that people understand that I'm doing this podcast, but it's still more work for me to do because it's still more friends of mine that don't. They don't. They still don't know. You know what I mean? And they're dads, and I gotta. I still got work to do. That's why, I, like, I can't take no days off. I gotta keep talking to dads. I gotta keep pushing this issue. This shit is a problem. Like we talked about Gabriel Fernandez earlier for just a brief second. Now, a big part of that 
movie, that whole docu-series was CPS. Now, we talked about Title IV, Section D. Section D, that's child support. That means there's other sections. That's D. That's not A, B, or C. So one of them other ones is um, one of them other ones is uh, CPS. You feel me? So that's why when a kid gets hurt or a kid gets killed, uh, the lady in Inkster the other day on our news who just slashed her own kids' throats. CPS was at her crib multiple times, bruh. They didn't pull the kids out, bro, because they don't want to take kids from moms. End of story. You know what I'm saying? That unless, especially not when the dad's anywhere around or in the picture, because then they feel like they're doing family court's work. What they want to do is this. They want to take the kids out of... They want to take the kids out of from 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 both of the parents to where they can put the kids in a stable home where they're paying. You know what I'm saying? They're getting paid because when they put the kids somewhere where they can give the other the foster parent money and then they get money. You feel me? It's sick, man, because nobody knows they're getting Title Four funding either. Nobody even knows what the fuck Title Four is, let alone know it's fucked up. It's fucked up, bro. But so let's get back into your story a little bit, man. So so where are we at now with this, man, as far as your 14 year old son? And then I kind of want to touch a little bit about touch, touch, you know, about your other son as well. What, what How that went and just shit being the father and then comparing the two experiences. Um, Are you are you saying like, what's my relationship with my 14 year old now? Yeah, like, how's that going? Is she still playing games and shit? Oh, oh. man, listen, we've, we've been, we've been through it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and now things are great. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Okay. We, we communicate. I can honestly, and I can honestly consider her like, there's a friendship there now. Right. You know what I mean? Because we then realized we were young. You know what I mean? Right. She was battling her own issues. You know what I mean? And, and even, and, and, what we realize is that a lot of things can be solved just through having a conversation. Bro. You know what I mean? Like, mm. just a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't always have to resort to violence. It doesn't. Nope. And I've learned that in my older years, you know what I mean? Growing up as a man, like, you don't have to, people, it's like, people always think that it's about being tough. It's about, yeah, I, I, I encourage both of my kids always stay in your ground, but it doesn't always have to be that. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, you yeah. To, Immediately, you don't have to, you know what I mean? And that, and that is why I'm 35. I've never been to jail. I've never, I don't have a record. Like, yeah. Because I was always a thinker. I was yeah. always a thinker. I never was, you know, I just react. Yeah. I think about play out every scenario what could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bro, there's nothing wrong uh, with critically thinking or having good conflict resolution skills. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I try to, I try to instill that in my kids, man. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Because one split decision, bro, one wrong decision, you can lose everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and now with me having children, yeah. I understand that as a father, there's nothing or nobody that will ever make me do anything outside of my character, bro, to be away from my kids or my family or anything, the people I love. Right. You know what I mean? But going back to you know, the relationship with me and my son's mother, like, we have a great co-parenting relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times that, like, we talk, we talk about other things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and just in life, in general, you know what I mean? I'm constantly encouraging her, you know, because at the end of the day, like I said, when you, when, when, when parents start to understand that we are a team and we are a family, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm saying this, that, like, it may take different people 
my my journey into where I am now, I went through hell and back. Mm-hmm. But this is where we are now. I prayed on it many nights that we would even get to this point. Yeah. And we are. You know what I mean? So I have a great relationship with my son. You know what I mean? I know he loves his mother. Uh-huh. I know he loves me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's very important for children to have both parents. If 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 both of those parents do realize that we are in this for the child. You know what I mean? Man. That, that is something that I preach to everybody. Your kids need both parents. Because the way that I love my son, his mom don't love him that way. It's right. different. Right. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I love my kids. I still, man, I still kiss my kids on the forehead. Gotcha. Like, boy. Yeah. Like, that's my baby. Like, you're my baby. Like, I, I, and I never, and I never want, and this is so crazy because it's like, I'm doing all of this. There's no handbook on how to be a good father or mm-hmm. a good parent. Mm-hmm. We win. We wing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way I was raised, and this is my mom, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 there was a point in time, man, and that's why I told you my story goes deeper, man, because even me going through courts, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and, and filing motions and doing the fighting for all this time, there was an incident. That's why I say, like, it's like the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there was an incident where I spanked my son. He was five years old, okay? Mm-hmm. I spanked my son. And not saying that, you know, spanking your kids is the worst thing that you could do to your kids because there are incidents where, like you said, like there's parents that are slitting their kids' throats. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Crazy stuff. But I learned from that. That we don't, and I only spank my kid because that's how I was raised. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I look at it in that way, like, I turn out the way that I am. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I think our generation, we think like that. Like a good old-fashioned ass whooping ain't never hurt nobody. Nah, yeah, I know what you're saying. But I spank, I spank my son, okay? Yeah, you ain't giving no black eye. <laughs> exactly. So listen, I spanked him, right? Uh-huh. I sat him down. He spit in a little girl's face at school. Oh my god! I sat, I sat yeah. him down, yeah, and I explained to him. I said, "If Dad spit in somebody's face, I could go to prison." Yeah, you understand that? Like that's I, I sat him down, explained to him why he was getting spanked, why you're not to do that. Okay. Now, if you see my kids, my kids, both of my kids, my my oldest son, his mom is she's white. Mm-hmm. My son is very light complected. Mm-hmm. So when I spanked him, he went to my mother's house like that Saturday. Mm-hmm. She went to go give him a bath. She called me. She says, you know, Daniel, like, did you, did you spank again? And I said, yeah. I said, he spit in this little girl's face yesterday. And like, you know, I said, she's like, well, I just want to let you know, like, he has bruises on his butt. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. Now, mind you, my kid, he's very like complexed. He bruises easily. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a time when he was running around. He was like one or two years old, running around with a blanket on his face, bumped his head on the corner of the wall and had, like, he got hit in the head with a bat. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, it looked worse than what it really was. You know what I mean? So, for mm-hmm. me being his father, I felt like that's my right to, I can discipline my son. That's me, that's me being, you know, like I said, that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Not saying it was right, not saying it's right, but that's how I was raised. So, he goes back to his mom, and I feel now when I would look back on it, I feel like, and even me and his mother, we had a conversation later on, like it could have been handled differently. I could have had a conversation with you. Now it would be totally different. Right. But then it was like me, I'm his father, I fought for She called CPS on me. 
Right. Now at this time, now at this time, I have my youngest son is one years old. Okay. Uh huh. This is this is my son who's nine now. My son with you know with you know Mario's older sister. Right. So he's a month old. She calls CPS. I lose all my rights. CPS is threatening to take a one month old baby away from me. She went to the courts, my oldest son's mom, and told them I'm abusive, I'm this, I'm aggressive, all of this. Yeah, and false reporting. I lose, right. I lose all rights to my son. Now, mind you, this is literally, man, like months go by. I'm losing my mind. Right. But at the time, I lose one son. But I just had another baby. Right. So now in my mind, I'm thinking like, did she really do this? Because she was like feeling some type of way because I just had another baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like this whole time I'm thinking like, you know, like what is what was like? Because she knows that like, I've been we've been doing this this whole joint custody thing like for a while. Right. You know what I mean? She like crazy. CPS comes in our house. Son goes in his room, looks in her fridge, does the whole the whole rundown. Right. Like, well, obviously, like you're not. This kid's not being abused. Like, it's not. I don't see any signs of that. Okay. Still, it doesn't change the fact that I got all my rights stripped away. And mind you, I was before this. I had joint custody. Right. Okay? It's time for the fight again. I gotta go back to court. Now I go back to court, and they're telling me you have no contact order. You can't go to the kid, go to kid's school, like nothing. The day that I had court, it was on my oldest son's birthday. Okay? So I had my girlfriend at the time go to his school and like drop some cupcakes off and you know what I mean? It's for his birthday. She goes to do that. She texts me like while I'm in like I'm in court, waiting to like see the judge. And she's like, they told me, they turned me around, they stopped me at the door. And said I wasn't allowed to come in here. So she was put on the list as a person who had no contact as well. Okay? All while they're threatening to take our one month old son away from her. So I have court. So I have court. Go to court. They say you have a no contact order. You have to complete anger management classes. You gotta do um I had to do anger management and I had to do a like a twelve week parenting class. Okay? In Pontiac. Had to do it. Yeah, so I did it, okay? Mm-hmm. Went through the ring, I did it for as long as I had to until I completed it. Mm-hmm. So you think 12 weeks, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's almost three months. That's three mm-hmm. months. I did that. I did it. Here again, we're talking about the fights that we, the things that we go through, bro, for our kids. Mm-hmm. I've never, I, would, I wouldn't change it for the world because I went through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Went back. I was on probation. Okay. What? They put you on probation off a false report. They tried to listen. They tried to. They tried to charge me with third degree child abuse. Okay. Duh! What the fuck, man? Hold on now. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We gotta stop it there. Hold on. Yeah, man. So, okay. So, they tried to hit you with third degree. They tried to hit me with third degree child abuse, okay? Now, mind you, hmm. they got to put me on a year probation. I had to do anger management. I had to do a 12 week parenting class. I did all of it. Once I finished it, I had to go back to court, okay? Uh-huh. Listen to this book. I go back to court. 
thinking I'm not pretty good. Like everything off my right, get everything. I paid all my money. I'm talking about balance on zero. Did everything mm-hmm. that I was asked to do. Okay. Now, mind you, if you if you didn't hear me when I was hit with everything, they said I had a no contact order. Mm-hmm. Okay. I go back to court a year later after I did a year. Okay, year probation. I go back to court thinking I'm about to be on probation, be clear of all this stuff. They gave me another year of, uh, of uh, probation because they said you failed to have any contact with your kid. I said I had a no contact order. So, like, I don't understand. Like, that was a stipulation of my probation. So why why would I go and try to get to see my son when I have a no contact order? I so, didn't understand. So it. basically, the longest you went without seeing your son and all this two was years. Year, two years. Two years. Two years. I went two years. I went two years without seeing my son, bro. Two years, okay? Uh, Look, did another year probation. Ah, uh, that's unacceptable. Okay? Listen, did another year probation. So, I said, okay, at this point, I'm like, what do I have to do? Okay, so now, you just, I'm not trying to get, I, I'm actually going to try to see my son now. Because I'm not trying to get another year probation because you said I failed to try to see my son. So, right. I go back to the courts. Bring it to court. File another motion. I had to file a motion for supervised visitation. Okay, supervised visitations was uh, like two hours, like every like every week, like a day, like it was like on a Wednesday. Now, how long every did week. you have to do this, bro? Supervised visits until so until the person who was there care facility. It was a care. My case is in Macomb County. Okay, okay. But it was in a it was at a care facility. Okay. So, so I and it was crazy because like at this time, like his grandmother would drop him off. Now I always kind of had a his grandmother. I always had a relationship with his grandmother. Like she always knew. Like because I would talk to her. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And there would be conversations that would be had, and she'd be like, "Damn, like you know, I know my daughter's not right. I don't. I know that you're a great dad. I know that you want to be." So like our conversations were different. Our relationship was different. So, but she would be the one who would drop him off every day. Right. You know what I mean? And she would sit outside and wait for us to come out. So I would always, after our, you know, my meeting was done with my son, I would talk to the guy who was supervising her. And he says, you know what? He said, I've seen a lot of dads come in here. And I can honestly say, you're probably one of the first dads who I can honestly say and be like, you don't even deserve to be here. You shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And this is after this is after me doing this for like two months, like two and a half months. Two months. Like, I'm gonna, I'm, How long like, did you overall have to go in there? Because you didn't do shit. How long overall did you have to do to, do this, man? I did that for like two and a half months. Okay, so oh, it was two and a half months. Okay, so visitation. Okay, so how long do you think? How long? How many? How long? How many? Super, how long a supervised visits? You think my baby mom got before she after th- beating on my kids for real, for real, leaving them with a dolphine, scratching their arms up in another instance, cutting my daughter out the womb, threatening to kill her multiple times during multiple years, motherfucker leaving my daughter home alone, walking to go get wine, and the list. I'm talking about. We could go on for another three, four minutes without me stopping. How long? How many? How she got? She got? She got? She got two months. That's it. That's crazy. And now where my kids at right now? At her crib, unsupervised. Two months. You feel me? And they trying to build it up. Like this motherfucker don't deserve to not be in her kids' lives. How about this bitch gets every other weekend like you do dads? They just can't do it. 
It just it just ain't in their heart. You feel me? They can't do it. But we preaching equality and shit like that, and I just want it to be equal. That's it. I ain't if I if if look. Ain't no gradual, none of that. I want, treat this human being how you treat a dad when a, when he do some shit that he's accused of with no fucking evidence. How is it Danny is being treated like, what? Probation, he ain't do nothing. He, did, he didn't really do shit for real. And this dude, he, and then he misses two years with his kids on the shit, right? Two fucking years, and then he has to to do supervised visits, which is also trash. The man missed two years, man. So how about we start him off with? How about we start him off with two hours? You know what I'm saying? Of unsupervised. Some why it's got to be supervised? What did he do, dog? He ain't do shit. He didn't do shit. He didn't do shit, man. Honestly, that shit should have never had happened. Really, should have never missed no time. Should have never been fighting to begin with, for real. You know what I mean? Two years is too much time. See, I didn't have no understanding that you had missed that much time. Now, what that was, my friend, is called parental alienation. You feel me? Because it's called a silver bullet. You see, some false shit, some false shit. Well, a silver bullet would be some made up story. This was something that was twisted. But look how quick these motherfuckers was to fucking hit you with some shit. Accuse you of some shit and stand on it. But look, yeah, look, we here. This is what I want to get to, bro. What has been your biggest takeaway from this? My biggest take? Yes, sir. Away from, um, I, I, will, I will, like I said, I will, it's a fight, man. It's a fight, and I think for fathers who, like I said, want to be active, you know, play active roles in their, in their children's lives, man, there's going to be certain times you're going to be put in, in positions to, you know, to do what you have to do. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're going to be put in a position to where your back is against the wall. And, and like, and, and what I take from it is that there's nothing, no amount of time, no amount of money that I wouldn't spend for my kids. And now my kids both understand that. My oldest son understands that. I love you. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's nothing that I, I will always fight for you. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, there's nothing that I wouldn't do to make sure that I have time with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's important. And Both then, of my kids understand. Go ahead, man. No, no. I was gonna say. I was just gonna ask my next question. You can go ahead. I, I just Both had two more questions. Mike, yeah. Mike. Okay, go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, bro. After you finish what you're saying, man. If you could say something to a dad out there, man, who's alienating, who's being alienated from a kid, man, and missing time, what would you ask him? That's the next question. What would you say to him? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what would you say to oh, him? Like, what advice would you give to him? He 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 fucking got pushed out of his kids' lives. He has a clean record. He could have fell into the streets the same way you could have had, but you did the right thing. All to get his kid robbed. What would you say to him? Fight, man. Fight for your kid. Educate yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? I understand and not every state, like how you say, like, you know, we're we know each other, we're from the same place where it's called FOC here, friend of the court. I don't know what it's called anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But even if you got a lawyer up, I mean, you have rights, man, just like women do, just mm-hmm. like, you know, mothers do. Fight for your kids, man. You yeah. know what I mean? It's worth in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, at, 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 the, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's like, you 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 may be scared. I was scared. Mm-hmm. But like I said, once I stepped foot in that court and I knew what I had to do and I educated myself on what I had to do to get what I wanted, 
like I said, I'm here now, and I and I can be an advocate, you know, for those fathers out there who are scared. You know what I mean? Don't know. Like I said, we fear the unknown. That's just what it is, man. So, but once you get there, trust me, man, it's well worth it. Like I said, I've got joint custody of my children. I see my kids every other week. We alternate holidays. We work together. We communicate. And it's a beautiful thing at the end of the day, man. It is. So, so, and then the last question is, bro, if you could say something to a mom out there, man, who's keeping a, a kid, an alienating, pretty much, a kid from a, a willing, uh, a willing dad, what would you say to her, bro? Our, our children, we gotta stop doing that. Our children need both parents. You know what I mean? Like I said to you earlier, um, oh, a woman's up, especially when you look at like, like son, because like, I, I can only speak from my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's, uh, children need a mother's love and a father's love. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and there's only so much. Like your son's going to get to a point where I can have, you know, a father can have certain conversations with their son that a mother couldn't have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So let's, let's, let's be a team. You know what I mean? Be a family and continue to raise our kids together, even if it is individual. Be able to, you know, provide our children with the tools that they need to be able to be better than us. Because that's our ultimate goal, man, is to make sure that kids don't experience the things that we did growing up. You know what I mean? And I think that's my goal, and that's my outlook on being a father. Like, my my goal is to make sure that my kids have the opportunity and to to be able to, and I, and I provide you with everything that you need to be able to get to where you need to get to in life. You know what I mean? And if I can do what I got to do to give you a head start, so you can hit the ground running by all means I'm gonna do that hey I think that, I think that's great advice this was a great episode I want everybody out there to keep in mind uh, Danny does have another child man with uh, with, with some friends that are of mine pretty much man uh, uh, his other child has his uncles man that I've, that I've always man been been always complimented when I seen them because they were they were fucking excellent athletes man I've always I've always treated them well because I've just I like their hearts and I like the fight they had in them all for me to find Danny uh, in, in, in the same field of action man so listen man it was all fate man Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate, man, your other baby mom for keeping it solid, man, doing the thing. I appreciate you. Thank you. Call me anytime, bro. You feeling down? We got more work to do, Danny. I'm going to talk to you soon, all right? All right. Appreciate you, man. All right, man.